Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off when he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul. Better call Saul. You wanna all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is It's All Good, man. The Better Better Call Saul podcast. I'm here with my co-host Dave. Dave, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm pretty excited to get this spin-off podcast going about a spin-off show. Me and Dave host the Nothing Important podcast. You can find us on iTunes there. But we're both uh, pretty into Breaking Bad, but we both kind of came in late on the series. I, I didn't watch it when it was on AMC. I did not either. I've been I'm actually currently binge watching it on Netflix. I am just starting the fifth season. Right, and and uh, I watched it not too long ago with my wife. We marathon watched it over probably the course of two weeks, just every night up till two in the morning watching every so. That's every about episode. how I've been, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and hopefully, uh, Better Call Saul is created and made by many, if not all, of the same people. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, even though it's actually a prequel to Breaking Bad, is going to keep the same quality and. Hopefully, it keeps some of the weird uh, idiosyncrasies of Breaking Bad, such as the weird time jumps, right, or the seemingly unrelated openings before the credits, right, that tie in later in the episode, or even sometimes like an ep- like two or three episodes yeah, down the road. It might even come in like the series finale or something, yeah, or the season finale. Sorry. So how? Uh, so Better Call Saul starts February eighth on AMC, and then the next night. They're actually playing it again, and it's going to be on Monday night. So hopefully, we'll have these shows ready for you to go by Tuesday morning. Right, that's, that's the, the plan. Goal. Right? That's the plan. Absolutely. Immediate reaction and talk aboutness. And of course, if anybody out there listening, we, you would like to have your opinions or theories or predictions read on the show, please feel free to email us, host at nothingimportantpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook uh, uh, under it's On your Saul friends Good. list if you're listening to yeah, this. Yeah, on your friends list <laughs> <laughs> under It's All Good, man. Um, so the show is a prequel to Breaking Bad, and it takes place when Saul was actually a lawyer starting out known as Jimmy McGill, mm. which I find very interesting because that opens up a whole slew of opportunities to introduce characters right. that appear as his cohorts, so to speak, in Breaking Bad. And it's, I'm wondering if it's going to be more of uh, more vignettes and more of an anthology type thing where he has to deal with different stories from different clients, whereas Breaking Bad, it focuses on, you know, he's, he's a character in someone else's story, so it's just one mm-hmm. story. But this setup seems to be maybe it can kind of... If I if I were to guess, I, I haven't seen any situation. reviews or anything on it thus far because I kind of wanted to do our first podcast with yours and I's true opinions and predictions of what we would like to see in the show, our hopes, our fears, right, without knowing too much about it, right. So I thought that was an interesting way to go for the first episode of It's All Good, Man. Right. Um, one thing that I hope, and I know you're binge watching, so I might spoil it for you. There's a part where Sal has to skip town in Breaking Bad, and he makes the comment that he's now going to end up as a fry cook somewhere. So I'm hoping the series starts as him as, as a, fry a fry cook. cook. As a fry cook. And then how it gets to the prequel area is maybe him lamenting his station in life and how he ended up there, like almost right. resentful of the events of Breaking Bad. Right. And then it shows how he got there, which I think might be the route that they're going. Because as I said in, in uh, episode eight of season one of Breaking Bad, he mentions how Sal Goodman is the name that he made up. Mm-hmm. And his real name is uh, James McGill. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm hoping it goes back to the time when he's James McGill out of law school and how does he meet these characters? If you watch some of the previews, like on AMC.com, they had a preview trailer. And one of the people it did show was Mike, his kind of headhunter uh, enforcer in mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. Right. He actually meets Mike, who's a toll attendant at a parking garage. Mike's a former police officer. That may be that may be true, but maybe he was retired from the force before yeah. he became a parking garage right. attendant. Because in the in the previews, Saul is actually having an argument with Mike over the price of parking. I think it's like three dollars, but Sal doesn't want to pay it, and yeah. Mike won't let him into the parking garage. And they get into they get into an argument, hmm. which I'm assuming leads into bigger things. So it's cool that Obviously. they're gonna yeah. that they're gonna show. Um, you know, the kind of their genesis, how they come together. Right. Origin stories are the hot thing now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some other characters that I think would be great to see is uh, Hugh, the big the big fat guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hugh. How does he meet up with Hugh? I'd Hugh, love Hugh to see Happy. how that comes that comes into play. Yeah. And, um, and, Bill, his, and his receptionist, because she's kind of got her little sassiness and attitude. She's a cool character, too. Right, and I, I wonder, the thing about that, I wonder if in the prequel, not only is it going to show how they met and how she started working for him, but I wonder if they were former lovers, because in the first season of Breaking Bad, when she's walking away, he actually propositions her to go home with her. He's like, hey, can I follow you home? Hmm. And she said, nope. And he makes a comment before he shuts the door and turns off the lights. Ah, that, that like, like, oh, you're killing me with that ass. Yeah, so, I never noticed uh, that. So I'd like to see, I think it'd be great if there was some sort of angle where like maybe he was pining for her. Mm-hmm. And he has like the secret crush, and then maybe that'll actually be the love story because every everything's got to have a goddamn love, love story. So maybe that'll have the love story. He hires her as a receptionist, and she puts up with the shit, and he he just kind of pines of wooing her over time and winning her favor, right? Or, or uh, maybe it's like a like an unrequited love. Like maybe right. he he constantly tries to tries to uh, romance her and woo her, and she constantly keeps turning him. Right. Turning them down, so I think that'd be a great dynamic to that'd the be show. Cool. Another uh, thing, I was just watching it today. What I would love to see is uh, one of the more interesting characters, but completely minor. In season one, when Badger gets busted by the DEA, mm-hmm. and they hire uh, James Edward Kilkelly, Jimmy In and Out, Jimmy In and Out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they hire him. They basically pay him money to go to jail for Walt and Jesse. Right. I'd love to see like that relationship develop. How? How? Yeah. Like, is he doesn't he give examples of prior things that he's done? Yeah. It's like it's it's a whole list. It, yeah. He's just more comfortable inside than he is out. Right. And I'd love to see them develop how that how he meets Saul mm-hmm. and how he gets and wrapped how, up in this whole thing and how he gets wrapped up in the in the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. That wasn't there a comment too that Saul made about. Like you don't think this is the first like he when when everybody's panicking to get out of out of Albuquerque in, in season four, and uh, he's like, "Do you think this is the first time I've done this?" You know, doesn't he say something like that? And he yeah. like, alludes to the fact that he's started over so many times. Right, right. You know, I'm wondering how many layers of that they'll go into. <laughs> well, I was I I did do some reading up on the articles, and that's why I think they have because what the producers are preparing to try to do, they didn't want like a legal show, like law cases, this lawyer running around trying to trying to solve cases, you know, like right. Columbo or or Scandal or some stupid show that they right. have on now. Which is fine, because in Breaking Bad, I don't think you ever see him in the courtroom. 
No, and then I was just going to bring that up because there's articles out there where where they're talking to uh, the writers as such, and they started developing um, Saul as a character who's a lawyer who does anything he can to stay out of the courtroom. Right, but still, because he makes his money, he makes more money outside the courtroom. Right, yeah, absolutely. You know, the the whole, um, you know, if you need a criminal lawyer, you should go to a criminal, a criminal lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, one thing I don't want to see, though, with the series is people shoehorning in the events of Breaking Bad. Because I always feel whenever anybody tries to do a sequel, they try so hard to connect it to right. the first movie or whatever that came before it. They try, they try to connect those events so bad. And always... Yeah. It, and it just comes off as this like self-referential, like, hey, remember that show? Right. Or like, hey, we're still part of that you know, universe. And it's like, yeah, we know. Right. So it, it takes place six years before Breaking Bad. So I hope they don't try to shoehorn something in where Sal goes to get gas at the gas station or goes to get his car washed. He goes to get his car washed and then yeah. Walt's working the register yeah, or something. Yeah, well, right, because that'd be bullshit, you know? Because yeah. like, if, if it's six years before that, presumably uh, Jesse would probably be in high school. No, I think Jesse starts at like 28 or something. So oh, he starts be, at 28? He would still be an adult. So he might be the only one. He might be the only one that I could see actually running into him because he does say he's the one that makes the comment if you need a criminal lawyer, right. you should go to a criminal lawyer. Right. So maybe he's actually. And he's been, and he was already well into the drug trade and all that stuff before Breaking Bad even started. Right. You know, his character was well. Because he was, he was what, making meth with like, what, what was this yeah. thing? It was like putting cinnamon in it or something like that. Uh, he would put chili powder. Chili powder? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a stupid gimmick. But, <laughs> but I like, hate chili powder. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that, was his, that was his gimmick, right? That was, mm-hmm. that was his that thing? That was his signature, yeah. Yeah, that was his signature. So he's already part of you know, criminal enterprises. He already runs mm-hmm. with shady-ass people. Mm-hmm. So I, I, what I would like to see is he, he's – makes more sense to me Saul running into him than Saul running into Walter White right before the before the um you know the events of Breaking Bad like to me that would be more natural that this like um this criminal lawyer would know somebody who knows these characters and I would hope they would do you know like at at best like a cameo right but not like a dumb cameo right like so if he like runs into Tuco he he wouldn't be like oh Tuco and then they wouldn't like waste like half an hour of the show of him and Tuco hanging out, it'd be better if he just knew him through through a guy, through a guy, through a guy. Right. Right? Because Sal, like, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another yeah. guy. Right? It'd be cool if he was talking to the another guy and then, like, Tuco just happens to, like, drive by, pick up his money, and drive off, and that's the only time you fucking yeah, see him in the entire that, series. Just something that makes sense and doesn't feel forced. Right, yeah. I, I, de- I just know. definitely don't want it to be in a situation where where it's just ridiculous bullshit that Hollywood likes to do where, mm-hmm. well, you know, Walter White's an incredibly popular uh, protagonist of his show. Right. So let's make him a recurring character because Sal likes to get his car washed at the same goddamn place. Right. Or Sal is... Until Brian Cranston needs a paycheck, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't think that's ever yeah. that's ever going to happen. Yeah, especially I, did, after. I did notice. I don't know if it was in the first seasons or not, but I, I started noticing Brian Cranston's name under the producer's credit. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about that 30 Rock episode where they make Jenna a producer just to shut her the hell up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how much Brian Cranston's involvement was in Walter White's character development. Well, I think why they do that is because of like uh, actor union rules and stuff like that. Like I know, for example... Uh, I know, for example, like if you direct 
the pilot of a show. Mm -hmm. And even if you never direct another episode, if you direct the pilot, you get paid as a, you get paid a certain level of royalties throughout the duration of that series. Ah. Even if that's why a lot of times like the directors or like the head writer will be credited as, uh, the, the, um, will be credited as the director of the pilot episode is so that since it was their idea, they get paid throughout the entire duration of the series. I got you. I got you. Which is smart, you know, because I, I'd want to make money, you know, for, for my project as well. So that's another thing I'm wondering. There, there's six directors. I don't know how many there were in Breaking Bad because I, I don't even know how much I would care about the tone remaining the same. And like the like same. That. Just like the cinematography, the, the set design, just the whole mm. feel of the show. Because Breaking Bad feels intense. Yeah. You know? Like it's a little grittier and darker than, than typical. Yeah. Because Saul was totally the um, the comedy relief. Yeah, he was the comedy that. relief. He, he was totally with the with you know the the shitty commercials and the over yeah. the top like the smarmy like, attitude. Yeah, budget and advertising and such. Yeah, because you know what's perfect is because he he is the beautiful embodiment of the stereotype that everybody thinks lawyers are. Mm-hmm. Pretty much down to the Jewish name. And he played that so well. He did. I did. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. Some of his comedy pisses me off, but I thought he was a great choice for that role for sure. All right, so, so two of the characters that I would like to see them develop the relationship and show how they actually met him was Huel and Kubi, like the muscle guys. The muscle guys. Is Huel happy? I just watched that episode. Oh, is Huel happy? Is Huel happy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's 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 actually. Um, I know you're just watching through all the episodes, but it actually turns out he ends up being one of the loose ends of Breaking Bad. That gets. Tied up? No, it doesn't get tied up. Oh, it doesn't get tied up. No, it's oh. just Huel is in a spot, and then the the movie or the show progresses. And they just don't get back to it, and, and you never get back to Huel. But maybe they'll do like we were talking about time jumps. I'm actually, I see, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm looking up these guys, these actors, character lists on IMDb mm-hmm. to see if they're going to be in the the show. But they don't always post that, though, on IM, IMBD. You know, like with Walking Be- Dead, a lot of times when they bring in characters, mm-hmm. it's only, like, announced or officially put out there, like, right before the episode airs. Yeah, or they'll, you know, they'll just say, like, uncredited. They try to keep it They try to keep it under wraps. But he's definitely not listed on Better Call Saul. Bill Burr? Bill Burr is not. Oh, well, let's hope so, because he's part of the muscle. So I would think at some point, Saul has to develop relationships with these people. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be like towards the end. The more current relationships on Breaking Bad will be towards mm-hmm. the end of Better Call Saul. Well, that's, that's yeah. one of the things, too. I wonder if, because Breaking Bad had a definitive beginning and a definitive end. Even mm-hmm. though the ratings were huge, they ended it. It was like, this is it. Like right. season five. Like, I wonder if they, if they wrote out the whole story and mm-hmm. said, this is the story we're going to tell. Hopefully we last five seasons to do it. Right. <laughs> and then once it became a big thing, they're like, well, God damn it, but we wrote the story for five seasons and we can't. Right. I, I don't want it to become like one that. of these um one of these shows lost. where we yeah. just write it as it goes on. Right. And, and just, if you talk if you talk to the producers and writers and directors of that, they openly admit that. They're like, I don't know, like they want us to keep going. So mm-hmm. we had they we just started making shit up that didn't make any sense just so the show keeps going. Mm-hmm. But that's why it made Breaking Bad awesome is definitive beginning, mm-hmm. definitive end. And especially towards the end, even though you and I didn't watch it live on AMC, it it was huge. Everybody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. It was getting record ratings. Yeah. I mean, uh yeah, I mean, they were playing it like six nights a week on AMC, you know, <laughs> like because it's so popular, people people just wanted to keep watching it. Right. And they're like, no, this is it. This is the end. 
And so I, I hope they do the same thing with Better Call Saul. Like, I hope they have a definitive plan. Like, because like, okay, like, for example, Walking Dead. Like, I'm a big reader of the Walking Dead comics, and mm-hmm. I, I watch Walking Dead TV show, which I think which I think is a pretty good TV show. Also on AMC. If you work also, for AMC and want to be on the Nothing Important. Right. <laughs> Better Call Saul offshoot <laughs> podcast. But I... I Every time they talk to Robert Kirkman, who's the creator of Walking Dead, they ask him about pivotal moments or pivotal characters in the comic book series. And mm-hmm. his his response leads me to believe that he'll get to that if they allow him to get to it. Uh-huh. It's like, so like, while well, he has an idea, it's not necessarily planned the story arc all the way through. Right. Right. But Breaking Bad, it seemed like there was a beginning, a middle, and it's then end of the story right so i hope i hope they take the same kind of care with better call saul beginning middle end, and then breaking bad fucking starts the fact that the fact that the same writers are working on both hopefully is a good sign of that Mm -hmm. and i think nothing would be cooler than if the last shot of better call saul is the first shot of breaking bad that's the way you really want to do it what was the first shot of breaking bad off the top of my head uh, the very first shot was the RV running down the pants flying in the air. Oh yeah, and then I think, <laughs> right, and then he he was ready to stand off with the police. But, yeah, but then they which just he passed. thought was the police. Yeah, yeah. But then I think after the credits roll, I think it goes to him at the car wash, doesn't it? Maybe I don't I'm know. Pull up my phone right now. Yeah, well, we'll have to look it up. <laughs> but. But yeah, I don't. I don't mind Italian in like that. Or see, like maybe that'd be a good time for characters to come into Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. or at least Jesse, like right at the end, right at the or like maybe at the beginning would be a good time for like Jesse, just because he's he's way younger, so he's some mm-hmm. punk, you know. Maybe they have like some guy, some guy, some guy running with Jesse, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe towards the end of the series. He becomes more familiar with with Jesse and his crew, and that's how it ties into Breaking Bad because maybe that's about the time that Jesse right. is jumping out of the house with that naked chick, and when when Walt realizes that it's one of his students, right? I just I just want to avoid a situation where I'm excited for a movie because I, I I'm bad at watching movie and TV because they become stupid to me mm-hmm. really quickly, like absurdly mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, it's got to maintain some sort of human rationale and logic to it. Because you're presenting it as a real thing, so mm-hmm. has some reality to it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the Breaking Bad was all about Walt's, you know, his his, his uh, path of self destruction, right? Trying to take his life in his own hands or whatever, you right? Know. So I, I think I think maybe that's why it'll probably be a similar tone because it seems like that's kind of Sal's story as well, except for he kind of started off as a shithead, right? Right, like with the whole like. His name is James McGill, but he's but then he calls himself, you know, mm-hmm. Saul Goodman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he starts he starts off as a shithead, and uh, from what I read about it so far, I I don't think that they're gonna. I I don't. I'm I'm glad they're not going the route where Saul was this really good, high level, super important, really successful lawyer, right? And then he does the typical thing where he gets corrupted. With the fall from grace. Right, yeah, which would be just fucking stupid from, yes. every, from everything I read. So, you know, I'm hoping that it's just, well, you know, the guy's just kind of just kind of a shithead from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, he gets wrapped up in stuff, which makes him likable because he was, he was one of the few, like, honest characters in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he was pretty much transparent. Yeah, I mean he 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 is who he is. He makes no mm-hmm. 
no apologies for it yeah. other than anything he would have to do to cover his own ass to keep doing his own thing. Right. Where like all the other characters, except for maybe, um, who was Walt's brother-in-law? Hank. Hank. Except for maybe Hank. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, Hank was probably, you know, he was probably the most honest character next to Saul. Mm-hmm. But they, even Hank had his bullshit because, you know, he, he saw the head blow up on the turtle, you know, and he kind of tried to hide that. And he did stuff where he would hide his wife's kleptomaniac tendencies or her, her right. lying and such, where there there was none of that with Saul because if there was any deception to other people in the show, it's, it's because that was just built into his character from the get-go. So there, right. was, there was no, like, man, this guy looks perfect. And then, like, look at this dark secret he's hiding. Right. Because Saul's just like, well, pff, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a, kind of a doofus, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm not really all that nice of a person. Yeah, I'm only so, loyal to the money. And- right. So it, it fit his character because, like, with Hank, when we were watching with Hank, like, some of the things I didn't get is like, you know, he's like super cop, uh-huh. you know. But then what? It, like, I thought it was way off character when he would like hide stuff from his wife or hide his wife's bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like because I mean I get I get the whole being in love thing, but I, I, I felt that was kind of stupid that 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 angle you would think the way that they build up Hank's character, he would kind of harangue her more right. about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I get like he would try to cover her ass because they're married and they're right, in love. Right, but he would be on her about it. He right, you would think part go. of his character would be his home life. Right. Would be like he'd be on her, you know, like constantly reminding her not That's to what do this. I always wondered because you get through the whole like when he's incapacitated and she's taking care of him but he's still kind of being a dick to her. Mm-hmm. Like, were they trying to say like he's too busy with the investigation to care? Or were they trying to say like he's too into himself to realize what she's you know kind of shit like that you know i didn't really understand where they were going or or it could have been like he was he was a dick to her because he's in this shitty situation he's just kind of not like in the mood to to, like keep covering her ass you know what i mean like like his frustrations that's just another frustration he has so he's just like you know like maybe maybe he was like sit you know uh in bed or whatever like held up you know like and he was just just his frustrations with her were boiling over and that's why he was a dick to her. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, like that would make sense for the character, but like, yeah, I don't think that's what they're going for. Right. I don't think that's what they were going for. I think I they think, were creating conflict just to create conflict. Right. And, and so that was convoluted. So that was like one of the few things that bothered me about breaking bad mm-hmm. where I, I don't see that happening with better call Saul because the guy's a shithead who creates conflict feeds off of it and profits from it. Right. So a lot of that stuff would come more natural as far as Saul was concerned is because he, he totally seems like, like we talked about, you know, maybe there's some like weird love hate relationship with his secretary uh-huh. that he, you know, and maybe she keeps denying him, but that that would make total sense because maybe she's attracted to him, but she knows what he's doing, and her whole thing is like, well, if he just keeps giving me a paycheck, you know, like I'll work for the fucker, but there's nothing I'll ever do, right, to be with him, you know. So, I, you know, maybe maybe they have some sort of love love thing where like she flies out, tells him something like that, like, hey, I can't, right, I can't be with you, and then. He, because he knows he's smarmy, he just kind of deals with it, and then it becomes like, you know, he's always hitting on her, even though he'll he'll never get her. Right, right. But she won't sue him or anything. Because she, he writes her page. Right, right. so like, that that makes sense as a love, as a love-hate relationship. Yeah. But I, I hope they don't go the whole route where, like I said, I don't think they're setting it up this way, where he's like some successful lawyer, and then his fall from grace no. is built around like he had a family and a wife at some time. No, I picture him more as like, uh, you know... Saul Goodman of uh, Wilmington, Illinois type lawyer, <laughs> you know, dealing with meth heads and shit. <laughs> and then just kind of, you know, bigger and bigger clients because he's actually good at what he does. He's resourceful, he's smart, and he's fast, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, and he's very... He's, and he, he somehow builds 
trust, actual real relationships with people throughout all the dishonesty and shenanigans that's going on around him. Yeah, absolutely. I love that character. I really do like that character. Saul? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and they couldn't have picked a better person to do the spinoff. No. Yeah. For I mean, maybe maybe Mike would have been a really cool one. Mike would, yeah, but he's. But a maybe drug, his, his and Saul's story are so intertwined because you, you see, will be both maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, you see the shit that they, you see the the shit that Mike does in the show, and it's like, wow, that guy at one time was like some crazy badass police mm-hmm. enforcer, but then it showed the preview for Better Call Saul, and he's a ticket booth attendant. Yeah. And he gets into an argument with, so that leads me to believe that he was like retired. Or out of that game, when he meets Saul, and then something happens to to uh, to trigger it. Yeah, like to trigger their relationship. Yeah, and I imagine their relationship would probably be very much um, uh, very tumultuous as well. Like, like yeah, I don't want it to get as bad as like Walter and Jesse. I mean, you know, I'm not done with the show yet, so I don't know what all exactly happens. But <laughs> pretty sure Jesse's gonna kill Walter at some point. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, that whole thing is it just keeps and it's like it's like back and forth to each extreme, but farther on the extreme every time the pendulum swings. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like, oh god, damn it, just kiss and make up already. You know? Right, you, <laughs> you freaking love each other, Jesus. So, all right, Dave. So, predictions for the premiere episode. Bob Odenkirk's going to be in it. Mm, good, good. Will it be rated? <laughs> <laughs> here's yeah. Here's my prediction for the first episode. It's going to air on February eighth. It's going to last about an hour. Mm-hmm. It's going to about 18 minutes of commercials. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's going to have some dialogue, some sound effects, some backing music, mm-hmm. opening credits. Nice. Some closing credits. Nice. And plot. Nice. I, I just, I'd probably agree with that prediction, but I think Sal is going to be in it. <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? I don't know. I said Bob, I said Bob Odenkirk <laughs> was going to be in it. Um, no, I, okay, so first episode, um, I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, curious to see what's going to happen. I don't think he'll be – I don't think there will be much lawyering into it. I hope they don't. I, I don't want to see a bunch of – I don't want to see him in the courtroom doing cases. Right, no. I don't want to see him do any of that shit. No, I, I want to see him – It's going to be all that behind-the-scenes crap. Right, I want to see him being smart. Well, like I said, they, they said it's a, you know, a lawyer who does anything he can to, stay to not be in court. Yeah. And like of course that's that's gonna be the best part of the show is seeing how he gets money, how he profits. I'd like to see what like um like what kind of house and shit he lives in as well. Okay, we I was thinking maybe we should do like like bets along the way. Okay. You know. So like what's his first case that he takes on in the show? His first case I'm I've, gonna say divorce. Divorce? I'm gonna say it's it's gonna be some kind of domestic, some really menial small time case will be the first thing that he deals with in this show. Oh, that's a good one. I would say, um, I would say small claims, small claims. I, I would say, I would say somebody hires him for some shitty, like few thousand dollar few. Here, okay. A hundred dollars for small claims. Okay. So like, but like small time, um, no, who are the, like, okay. It's like, actually I would say trial lawyer. I would say that his first, his first case that they show is him as a trial lawyer. Cause trial lawyers, are like the people that go out and sue companies just to mm-hmm. basically try to get money from them. Right. So I think he's he gets um, some sort of trial lawyer type case, like a slip and fall accident, okay, or something like that. And then he he finds out that his first client has money, 
and he uh, but is also involved in something illegal and he that's what trips the trigger for him and he figures out that he can okay that's how he gets into all the other shady right like like maybe somebody just pays him a bunch of money not to mention something and then you Mm. know he's like he's already a shitty person so he's like he's like yeah you know like okay like this is how I can make my money now, and then right. like the series will be a progression of like, yeah, maybe it's like a few hundred dollars here, where somebody pays him money to like pay off a juror or something, mm-hmm. and then like it just keeps blowing up on him until he becomes like this big crazy. Okay. Um, what state does he live in? Does it say where he? I think at? it's New Mexico. Still. It I still think it's Albuquerque. But I've moved around a lot. But I, I would say I bet that. He's not originally from there. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say that. So where is he originally from if it ever comes out? I say some Midwest. <laughs> I, I, gonna, I say like some corrupt city like Detroit or Chicago. Okay, I'm going to go with... Uh, damn, that's a good one. I'm trying to think of his attitude. He just seems like an East Coaster to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say... Like a East New Coast. England type yeah, kind I'm of gonna guy? Say, I'm going to say small-time New England. Small-time New not England? Not metropolitan like, New England. Like Boston? Well, but not quite so metropolitan. Maybe like, See, a, suburb, might- like a suburb of Boston or some shit. <laughs> yeah. you know. See, and that'd be good because he talks about how he's actually Irish, but then he came up with a yeah. Jewish sounding name. Uh, so maybe, yeah, so I could see that him being like some some brass city like uh, yeah. like Boston lawyer. That somehow, but how does he how does he get to New Mexico? How do you think he gets to Albuquerque? See, I'm wondering. I'm I'm saying maybe he'll just mention it instead of actually showing it or something. You think so? Yeah. Because that's I, the, well. How do you think he even gets? Oh, okay, here's a question: Is he on the lamb? Right. Okay. So if if we're going with like he might be from Boston mm-hmm. or like a suburb of Boston, maybe maybe the way he gets into it, we talked about like somebody gives him money on the side. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does something to fuck that person over, and he's on the lamb. Mm. So his whole excuse, like I just call myself Saul Goodman because it sounds, and he makes like the joke, like you know, so I sound like part of the Jewish tribe or whatever. Right. Maybe that's just a story he told Walter White. He yeah. he came up with Saul Goodman because his who knows maybe maybe Jimmy McGill isn't even his, his real name. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely certain Jimmy McGill is not even. It's probably an alias he used before Saul Goodman, but not his real name. Oh, that's good. That's a good prediction. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna put that on the board. <laughs> <laughs> that's my prediction right there. One of them. You know what we'll do too? I'll be sure to put these on like the website, mm-hmm. like predictions, to see if any of them, yeah, any of them come true. Absolutely. But Absolutely. um, so that's good. Yeah. So maybe Jimmy McGill. So so I think though, just because he, he's just kind of a shady person, that that would be my so so we're our our overall prediction is he's from like somewhere like New Englandy, where he's just kind of a smarmy guy, and he's on the run to. Or I'm we're we're gonna. I'm saying we compete on yeah. these predictions. Okay, so you're so my prediction mm-hmm. on the lamb from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least two aliases. We don't even know his real name yet. Mm-hmm. He's gonna start with some sort of divorce proceedings, some kind of small. It'll be in his office. It won't even be in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lives in an apartment, not a house. Nice. Okay. So my prediction is is he lives in a hotel. Sorry, he lives in a hotel. Oh, you think he lives in a hotel? Yeah, I think he's going to start off living in a hotel. Okay, so then my prediction is is that he's from somewhere midwesterny, like in a in a city that's known for corruption, like Detroit or Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, the shy. <laughs> well, I'm, I tried to say Chicago when I my mouth burped. Gotcha. Um, so he's from mid like the Midwest area, Springfield, Illinois. That's known for corruption. Hey, oh, <laughs> three Three-born. three out of four of our last governors are in jail. <laughs> that's true. I know. It's All so right, here sad. we go. Ready? All right. 
All right. So that's your prediction, Dave. So my yep. prediction is is that he's from some uh, corrupt Midwestern city, kind of like a Detroit, Detroit or Chicago, or Chicago and he was a trial lawyer that figured out that screwed over maybe somebody that gave him a bribe, and he kind of weaseled his way out of it, but he, he, he weaseled his way out of it enough to where he could escape without being killed. Mm-hmm. And then he just picked Albuquerque, New Mexico, because in the middle of the desert, and who the hell cares about New Mexico? Right. And as far as his, his living arrangements, he seems to me like somebody that, although he's taken in all this money on the side, would probably live in like a Section 8 housing right. or something like that just to keep a low profile. Yeah, low profile, exactly. Low profile. See, I'm thinking more like the he'll, he just got into town, mm-hmm. so he's living in a hotel room to start. Oh, and that's then, good. You know, something else. If it's going to be an origin story, I'm picturing it's going to be when he arrives in Albuquerque. For some reason, it just strikes me that that character would be like, his story with this universe starts when he arrives in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Already kind of in deep, but not really. But running from something. Gotcha. Well, that's a good prediction. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually, da- I'm going to type out I watch these- a lot of movies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do, folks, is uh, Dave and I are going to put our predictions on our website, which is hosted at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Just click on the tab that says, uh, it's all good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, click that. We're going to have our predictions, and then we're going to keep a tally mm-hmm. of how, how, like we can gauge how, how good our predictions come true it won't be like a yes or no maybe we'll uh, ascribe some sort of point system and you as listeners can send us send us your predictions send us your predictions we'll talk about them on air we'll talk we'll compare them to our predictions and plus we want to hear about what you folks want from this show what what you guys are going to happen we want to make this as interactive with our audience as possible so please please hit us up on uh, twitter facebook or even at the website Nothing important podcast. You'll see the tab right there for Better Call Saul. We want to hear from you, and we want to involve you in this. And that's the first episode of It's All Good, Man. I'm Brian. I'm here with Dave, and we'll be updating this podcast every Monday night, so you'll be able to hear it Tuesday morning. Tell us where you think we're right. Tell us where you think we're full of shit. Yeah, call us idiots. Call us geniuses. I don't care. Just call us. You better call Saul.